That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and we're kicking off our summer tour on the very <laughs> the best place you could possibly imagine to do a summer tour with America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for TSS Fantasy. <laughs> Yeah! It worked for The Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got slandering. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! Let's get excited tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's America's team kicking off our summer tour. Let's get the introduction started. Welcome into the studio, Nick. You got slandered, Macaronis. Hey, can't wait to start this off tonight, uh, Miami Dolphins. Why not? It's the Commissioner Show, so let's start with his team. <laughs> Why not? And I have to say, Justin, on location in Miami, apparently, gotta love the backdrop, sir. Appreciate you joining us, Justin Jesus Herrera. Yeah, I went to my local thrift shop and I found the most flamboyant thing because that's all that I think about when I go to Miami. Miami, all it is is flamboyant, but I love it. You know what? Like Nick said, it's the commissioner's team, not America's team, the commissioner's team. Well, we're going to change that at some point. I mean, I've been saying that for three years now. At some point, it's going to catch on, I hope, at some point anyway. But don't forget, go follow us. All over social media, TSS Fantasy. Um, you can go to tssfantasy.com as well. Our rankings are up. Don't forget to say hello to our sponsors as well. Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Jazz Sportsbook and, of course, Pro Am Belts as well. Make sure you go say hello to our sponsors. We do appreciate them. All right, listen. So we're going to get this summer tour kicked off. I know it's been a while, but... Dr. Miller is back. Thankfully, he bringing his percent to the bench once again to our summer tour. Let's take a look what the doc has to say on Miami. I'm going to send you boys out, and I'm going to bring in our guests afterwards. So I'll see you guys in the third segment. See you in a little bit. The doctor is in. It's the kickoff to the summer tour with America's team, the Miami Dolphins. It's another year, and we're happy to have the doc back in. Welcome into the studio, sir. It is great to be here, Commissioner. Let's start with Tua down in Miami. So last season during this very segment, he was an 80% of the bench player. The multiple concussions from last year proved that to be a very conservative estimate. He played only 13 games last year and averages only 12 over the course of his career. He considered initially retiring this summer, but instead began jujitsu training to learn to fall more safely, more efficiently, and keep his head from banging into the turf. So I hope he gets a big return on that offseason jujitsu training. 
but his injury history dating back to his collegiate time weighs heavily in this prediction. Following three seasons where he's averaged only 12 games per season, two is a 90% to the bench player. Yikes. He missed a couple of games, but I don't expect anything to keep him off the field for very long. Next up, looking at his receivers, Jalen Waddell. So along with Tyreek Hill, this has to be one of the top receiving corps in the league. Has to make you very excited, Commissioner. Indeed. All three of you guys have Tyreek Hill as your number four wide receiver and Waddle as either your 10th or your 11th. Tyreek Hill is going to command defense's attention, so Waddle's going to get his share of targets. He's been durable over the last two seasons, playing 16 and 17 games respectively, and at 24, he's still young and healthy. Jalen Waddle is going to be a 10% to the bench player, and I suspect he's going to be a steal for somebody on draft night. Lastly and quickly, let's look at the backfield, Jeff Wilson. His average fantasy output last season was 10 points. Played in 16 games last year, but that was by far the most of his career. Jeff Wilson going to be 60% to the bench. All righty. Thank you so much, Doc, for that not-so-great news. We'll see you tomorrow for the New York Jets. Yuck. All right. Dr. Miller could have spent pretty much the whole two minutes on Tua, and we had a lot to talk about at that off-camera, um, and we'll obviously bring that up tonight as well. But we got some Dolphin experts in the building tonight. Mike Olivia from DolphinsTalk.com. We got Ashley, the 305 Sports Babe. Mark Angelo, huge uh, Finns fan. I know he's part of a lot of things. I'll let him plug that as well. And we got the bearded fanatic as well from battered fins uh podcast let's bring them all in it's miami top baby let's get it our summer tour begins with the miami dolphins let's welcome in our guests for america's team let's welcome them all into the studio let's ashley welcome you in first thank you for coming to the studio tonight Oh, I'm honored to be with you guys and to see my friends, you know, out of everybody here, I'm the only one who lives in Miami. So it's so good to like, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny enough. All right. Well, bearded fanatic. Welcome into the studio, my friend. I, I appreciate it, man. Like we're talking offline, you know, it, we talked about it a couple of times last year to be on the show and I'm, and I'm happy to finally be here and I'm happy that you invited me along. We are happy to have you. A friend of the show, Mike Olivia from DolphinsTalk.com. Welcome into the studio, friend. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. We appreciate you being in. Mark Angelo, I know you're at work out there in Cali, still representing the Finns. We appreciate you. Welcome into the studio, friend. <laughs> Looks like he's happy to be here, too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll take Mark out until he gets the uh, internet caught back up. But let's get things started. We're going to talk about quickly last season. I'm going to give you guys a quick little game a little word associate associate game to start things out i'm gonna go over last season i think mark's back with us let me say i mark, think so friend all right welcome into the studio my brother how y'all doing doing great it's, it's tough time getting you all the way from cali but we appreciate you making the effort thank you for coming in my friend anytime thanks for having me man all righty let's get things started so i as i was mentioning we're gonna play a word association game with you guys and this word association game is basically what i want at least three words or less of your synopsis of last season as i go through it i'm gonna give you time to think about it so obviously finish nine and eight second in the afc east um you know listen <laughs> Miami started out gangbusters, as we all remember. I was getting like 
little petter patters in my stomach. They were talking about the Dolphins number one overall in the NFL, all kind of crazy stuff. Finish the year with a loss to Buffalo in Buffalo, which by the way, I'm not going to keep saying this is the last time I'll say it because we're closing it out. If my boy Jalen Waddle makes a couple of catches in the beginning of that game, we win in Buffalo, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's how crazy of a game that was. That's how crazy of a season that was. Miami Dolphins are on point. Offensive stats. We were um, 24, excuse me, 11th, sorry, in points scored last year. We were fourth in passing per game, and we were 25th in rush yards per game. Defensively, points per game, we were 24th. Passing yards, 27th, so using helping that secondary. And then against the rush, pretty good fourth in the league, um, which 103 yard, averaging 103 yards a game. So pretty good um, year last year for us. But I know you guys, you know, along with me, are you know tired of that disappointment getting all built up and then of course got the letdown at the end of the season but again word association game i'm gonna let you expand on it but ashley tell me three words or less how you felt about last season i'm not gonna be negative nancy but i'm gonna start with frustrating frustrating and the two names that i feel when i say frustrating is sanders sanders missed way too many field goals right like that's the I think about last season, and that's the first thing I think about was all those dang field goals that he missed. So that was frustrating. Number two, hopeful. I like what I saw in regards to the Tyreek, Jalen Waddle duo out there. I feel like Tua does have a good pattern with that. So I feel hopeful in the sense that a good foundation was built to continue with it. And the third word I want to use is fun. Fun, when I say that, Coach McDaniel. He's a fun dude. He's a cool dude. He knows what he's doing. The players like him. And it was a fun season. So very plain words, but kind of where I'm at. That was perfect, actually. I love it. All right, Bearded Fanatic, how about you, my brother? How, I, mean, how you I, it? I got I got a three-worded statement. I don't know if that works for you, but it, it, it could have it could have been worse. You know, there were so <laughs> many there it, there were so many moments during last year where you're like everybody was jumping on that hype train, especially when we won our little run. Tool was basically talking about MVP of the league at some point last year. So all the hope was good. All the trajectory we're good and then long behold we all kind of talked about it amongst ourselves i know mike talked about it on the show with Big E as well that that road trip you know that led us to the chargers the niners and buffalo was going to be what really taught us of who the miami dolphins are and ultimately yeah we got punched in the mouth but i'll take what i saw at the end of the year we almost beat them in buffalo during the regular season and skyler thompson almost beat the buffalo bills in a playoff game so it could have been worse, and I'm just that much more excited now for this upcoming season. Just in regards to that West Coast stretch, I would simply say the one word, adjustments, was is all I need to say about that one. Let's go to you, Mark. How about you, my friend? Give me a uh, three-word or less, and then, of course, expand on your thought of last season. Pay me, Vegas. That's Pay me, Vegas. I, they said eight and a half wins. I was like, no way. We're, we're going way over that. And, I, and they made me sweat, but we, I, I got that nine wins, man. So uh, I'm, ex- I'm, like, I'm like Ashley. I think that the team is set up for the future. And, uh, man, we, I think we got to put a shock collar on Tua. Like two and a half seconds, bro, start shocking. I'm like, you can't have the ball anymore. He's got to go. But I, I like us for 12 wins this year. Mm. Yeah, no, I hear you. All right, Mike, how about you, my friend? What do you think about what were your what's your three words or less uh, on on last season? Um, hopeful, because when you started off nine and three, obviously hopes are high. Um, 
then that sort of leads over to frustrating because when you start off nine and three, you should get a home playoff game. Mm. We don't. So there's a frustrating part. And then the third word is the elephant in the room that nobody likes to talk about concussion because that derailed the season and we're playing this year without a safety net in 2023 sort of transitioning to this year where if one hits I hate to be the bearer of bad news our season's kind of over I mean Mike White's not leading us to the playoffs so um that is probably the biggest takeaway from last year would be concussion because it's the one thing you cannot protect against you can I mean it just can happen to anybody at any time and that was the big takeaway of 2022 yeah, and just a quick thought on that, because I did talk, you know, Dr. Miller, part of my, um, he's, I actually, he was my uh, uh, professor in school, and part of my schooling, I, I was a certified brain injury specialist as well. Oh, look at you. And it doesn't take a brain surgeon to know that when the brain gets hurt, it needs time to rest. So pure, the bottom line was he was hurt. In the Bills game, obviously mm-hmm. with a brain injury, he was not allowed the time to. Well, he was not that he wasn't allowed. He didn't right take the time. Sorry right. to uh, to rest and heal the brain as he needed. So, and then go into the Bengals game as Mark alluded to. Get rid of the ball to a the, you know on that one hit. He actually ran back in the pocket to get hit. I couldn't freaking believe it. Anyway, get rid of the ball. Um, but. Regardless of all that, the guy needed time to heal. All that said, Mike, one thing I've heard, I keep hearing that, and I'm just, like, I'm so tired of hearing it. No offense to you, sir, at all. But a lot of the pundits and everyone keeps saying it. Talk, let's talk about every other team. and talk, Let's talk about if Josh Allen gets hurt this year. Let's talk about if Aaron Rodgers gets I'm tired of hearing about if Tua gets hurt no, this year. It's true. I feel you, but, but You know what I mean? It's true, but here's the deal. Josh Allen doesn't have a history of missing games every year. Justin <laughs> Herbert doesn't have a history of missing games every year. Aaron Rodgers, people like to rag on Rodgers. He played last year with like a thumb that was partially broken, ligament damage. He played every game. He played through it. These other players don't have history, dating back to their college days, of not playing a full season. Yeah. So, yes, if something happens to Joe Burrow, if something happens to Herbert, if something happens to Watson, if something happens to anybody, their seasons are going to be thrown off the train track. They don't have the history that Tua does. That's not hating on Tua. That's not being a hater. That's not, no, it's not. It's just being realistic. The guy is always hurt with something. And if we can't just, like, talk about this like normal adults, it's like, yeah, if any quarterback gets hurt, their season's screwed. We know that. But – Tua has a propensity to get hurt more than others. That's just factual. Mike, Amen. you're not you're not supposed to be bringing me down. Like you're supposed to be like. <laughs> I'm not bringing that's you down. Right, Jason, you tell him. But it's just no, it's just. But what he's saying is true. It's like I if know. Mike wants to say, "Oh, two of this, two of that," he's gonna get attacked. I got attacked. The fact of the matter is, the man is very injury prone. It's not our offensive line. Our offensive line, you know, they'll hold as much as possible. But the fact is, when the man gets hit, he goes back and he's done. It's he's not. I don't want to say he's not reliable, but it's 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 a very it's a very touchy subject to talk about because Ooh, we, it's it's facts like we're Jimmy saying G. we're just saying facts, mm. you know. Yeah, that's it. That all oh, this sounds like Jimmy G. These these mm. are all my my uh, teammates just being haters. That's all. So don't even let's just not even don't even pay attention to the guy behind the screen there. All right, let's quit talking about what was and let's talk about what is. Mark key additions this season this off season. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey to kick things off. And obviously, Vic Fangio, big, big additions. Bracton Berrios is brought over as well. Wow, my dog's barking at something. 
David Long um, Jr. and linebacker as well. Um, subtractions, Gisecki, um, Eldon Roberts is gone. Byron Jones, we know, is gone from the secondary. Yeah. Um, on the rookie side, we got Cam Smith in the first, in the first, excuse me, second round. Round three, we got Devon. I'm, I can't even say his name ever, right? A-Chain. Thank you. A-Chain. All right. I always say a chain like that for some reason. Round six, we got Elijah Higgins from Stanford. And in round seven, Ryan Hayes from Michigan. We have a pretty decent schedule. But again, I'm not big on talking about schedules because the fact is those we don't know what those teams are going to be like this season. So let's go around. We'll go out with Mike. Let's go opposite way. I want to hear a prediction and your thoughts on this season coming up. Um. With the roster they have, which is a top five roster in the league, th- once again, assuming the quarterback's healthy for the majority of the games, I would say 15 or more. This is no less than a 10-win team, and it's probably no more than a 13-win team. They're in a 10-13 to 13 win window. They should be in the playoffs, and they should be in contention to win the AFC East. That is a reasonable expectation for what this roster is, all the money they've spent, all the draft picks they've traded away. To assemble this roster, it is time and to to how can I say this nicely? Poop or get off the pot, essentially. Because if they do not win 10, 11, 12, or 13 games, there needs to be a house cleaning from the top down. Because it's at some point you got to have results. They have won a playoff game in 23 years. They have literally spent almost every penny. They have traded away multiple early round picks to assemble this roster, which is extremely talented. It's time to see the results. And I think this is year. Hopefully, we see the results in the postseason. I'm not saying win at all, but can we at least win a playoff game for the first time in 23 years? I don't think that's asking too much. I don't think it's asking too much, neither. I mean, I got to drive all the way from Orlando for crying out loud. Start winning, darn it. You know, anyway. All right, Mark, let's go to you, my friend. How about you? What do you think? Man, uh, I said it earlier. I think 12 is uh, a mediocre uh pick i think they can win as much as 14 and as few as 10 like mike was thinking there but i'm uh i'm thinking man we if we can if tua can learn that clock rule of no more than three seconds win 13 plus games this year absolutely i i feel you that's a nice prediction all right let's go to the bearded fanatic what is your prediction my friend you know i i'm as as unbiased as it comes you know my co-host is a Jets fan, and you know, to be able to do that, you have to be an unbiased person. And I've looked at that schedule over and over again. I'm with Mike. I, I predicted anywhere between 10 and 13 wins last year, and you know, I almost got to 10. Um, but I honestly look at the schedule, and I think we're splitting with the Jets, I think we're splitting with the Bills, and I think we're sweeping the Patriots. I'm not gonna go throughout the rest of the schedule, but when I looked at it, I honestly see us splitting with the Jets, splitting with the Bills, sweeping the Patriots. And honestly, he is getting to at least 11 wins. Like, that's been the consistent number I keep coming back to, 11 wins. And I think the biggest addition to this team, as much as I love Jalen Ramsey, is, is going to be Vic Fangio. Josh Borer was terrible for this defense. And I think the fact that Vic Fangio has never had a defense worse than fifth in his career is just going to be that much better for this Miami Dolphins defense. Indeed. Listen, before I get to you, Ashley, we got a late bloomer into the building. Frank, the tank. Oh, baby. Oh, Here we go. Baby. The party has just begun. Welcome in, Frank. Hey, how's Frank? it going? Uh, running a little late here, but 
I, I, I step on for about 10, 15 minutes. We appreciate you. Better late than never. All right. Well, we're getting into predictions. Ashley's about to give us her prediction for this upcoming season for America's team. What do you, what do you say, Ashley? No, I definitely think minimum 10 wins, similar to what you guys said about the Jets. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a make or break. I think it is kind of going to be whatever it is with him. I think it could be a very good split. Jalen Ramsey obviously was the biggest pickup in the offseason, in my um, personal opinion. And I can tell you he's acclimated. Who doesn't really acclimate to Miami? But he's been at the Heat games, the Panthers games, so he's doing well down here. Um, a lot of it also is going to have to do with our defense. You know, Christian Wilkins, we're going to get a lot from uh, Jalen Phillips, and obviously Xavier Howard needs to stay healthy. And the big thing, of course, like you guys said, Tua. A lot of it's going to be tend on Tua. We can't we can't expect to win, you know, seven, eight, nine games with a backup quarterback anymore. It's either Tua or if it's not going to be Tua, we need to find our forever quarterback in the meantime because we're not going to win those seven, eight, nine, ten games with a backup quarterback again. So ten games minimum winning, but that's with a healthy con consecutive, you know, Tua uh, making it through at least half the season. It's not the full season. Like no concussions about them. I love it. All right, Frank, how about you, sir? What do you think? What do you think about uh, Miami's chances this year? What's your prediction? Yeah, the big key is keeping uh, Tua upright and healthy. Um, I have my concerns with the offensive line, That's especially with Liam Eikenberg. I don't like Liam Eikenberg. I don't think he's a good – I don't think he's very good. And I think if the offensive line becomes a problem, it's going to cost the whole team. I mean – I mean, you could have these great uh, Lamborghinis, Corvettes, and uh, Ferraris in the uh, garage, but if uh, if the foundation gives way, uh, the, the garage is going to collapse. And uh, if they could stay healthy, they could. Uh, this team could win at least twelve games. Indeed, I like it. Um, Bearded Fanak, you said he got a question? I do. I, I want to see how the panel feels about this because I, I honestly haven't read up on anybody's tweets regarding this story. And I love Mike, NorCal's, Frank's, and Ash's, and of course yours commission on this. For me, and I think I'm in the minority, but I, that's why I'm going to throw this out first. I, I don't think there's a reason to go get Dalvin Cook. I think we have enough weapons on offense, at least at the skill position points, that we don't need another playmaker like a Dalvin Cook. I think the three running backs that we have can do the same type of job um, that a Dalvin Cook. For me, I'd rather spend the money on a Taylor Lawan. I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, that guy yeah. doesn't stay healthy, right? But at the end of the day, neither does Dalvin Cook. And I think having a Taylor Lawan, let's say, seven to eight games healthy, that he can replace an Austin Jackson, for me, is more beneficial than bringing in a Dalvin Cook where, listen, there's only one ball to go around. But I'd really I've like actually, to hear what you guys uh, feel on that. I actually spoke with Taylor Lewan, and I told him I would like him to sign the Dolphins. Well, he, hopefully he takes you up on that, Frank. I like that. Um, I like that. I mean, again, you're you're making a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of people like to flash, obviously, the skill player position. So Dalvin's like, oh, you know, yeah. And I, I mean, you know, I'll be, I'll admit it. I, you know, I have him on my fantasy, my dynasty team. So, yeah, I'd like him on the Dolphins, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, and Mike McDaniel's done a good job with Mostert last year. It was something I wanted to bring up a dog. We just didn't have a sure. lot of time with managing both of those guys. They're both injury prone, him and Jeff Wilson. Um, and he did a good job managing them both. I was very impressed with the way he used them. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that. Ashley, you got a thought on that? I mean, Dalvin Cook is nice on paper, right? It adds to the flash of, you know, what we have right now. But all that's gold doesn't necessarily mean it shines. So, you know, why invest in something like that if uh, other pieces may just as well give us a good product, if not better. But it is nice to, you know, see Dalvin Cook 
with all the other additions that we have with the Jalen Ramsey with the uh, Tyreek Hill. But again, if it does, if it's just because it's gold, doesn't mean it's going to be shiny work for our system. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you're exactly right. What, what do you say, Mike? Oh, I'm the opposite of this. On everybody, yeah. I I want Cook. I think we need Cook. Cook, his numbers improved from 2021 to 2022. He played every game last year, including a playoff game. Miami's running backs, Mostert and Wilson are nice players. They couldn't dream. They could not dream of having a season <laughs> like Cook has had ever in his life. He is a better player. And, of course, it's within reason. You're not right. going to overpay for a Cook. If you can get him at a reasonable price and a two-year deal at reasonable money, of course, jump all over that. I'm not. Don't trade for him. Don't break the bank. But I, I will say, I know in this league now running backs are interchangeable, don't need – but Cook is a game changer. Sure. He is better than anyone on Miami's roster. We all hope A-Chain is good. But it's hope. We've seen a lot of rookies with a lot of hype come in and fail. So yeah. I think you put Cook at the top of that running back room. I think it changes Miami's offense. The easiest way to keep Tua healthy is not have him throw so much. The best way to do that is get a better running back and running game. And good running backs makes crappy offensive linemen look better. And not saying that that they have a bunch of crappy offensive line, but they got a right. couple, like Frank said. Liam yeah. Eikenberg, he cannot play. Austin Jackson cannot play. I think mm-hmm. they can sign Cook and also sign another offensive lineman. It's not an either-or because I don't think right. either one's going to break the bank. But I think they need someone like Cook to just be another weapon in the running game to have more balance in this offense because we cannot have two a drop back 35, 40, 45 times a game. He will get sure. hurt easier that way. Mark, how you feel about it? Listen, uh, you couldn't have said it any better. And with the Dolphins, they were the second least rushing attempts last year. So, I mean, is that because we had uh, two guys that we were trying to make sure made it through the whole season? And would we have had way more with a Dalvin Cook? I think so. So, I mean, yeah, man, yes, I want I want some offensive linemen instead of a, a running back. However, if they're going to use the running back position like they should, well, I want Dalvin Cook back there. For sure. And yeah, yeah, we can maneuver some money and get. And we need another offensive line. We gotta get. We gotta get some more. And Frank, you you're on the camp. Uh, you want your boy versus Dalvin. Yeah, I want I want offensive line. Uh, yeah, if you can sneak at both, of course. But Taylor Lewan on the Dolphins is sexy as well for me. I mean, you just gotta stay. Yeah, you cannot allow. Uh, Liam Eikenberg just to be pushed around and uh, to it be next thing you know, uh, being carried off the field. A hundred and ten percent, sir. All right, well, we got all serious, and well, just if anyone cares, my prediction 13 wins, and we're at least in the AFC championship this year. I Woo. feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, and I'm not that guy, I'm always that guy that's like, I don't want to hear it, I'm over <laughs> the hype, but this is it's time right now for us to get it. All right, listen, we had a, we had some serious talk. Now let's have a little fun. I'm going to have Ashley, Bearded Fanatic, and Frank all on one team. And yes! Mark and Mike are on the other. We're going to play Fantasy Quiz Show, Dolphin Style. Let's get it on. Oh. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Dolphin experts in the building. 
I am excited for you're this not, one. You're not setting us up for failure at all there, buddy. Of course, it's going to be impossible. <laughs> so this is basically how the game works. It's just like family feud, essentially. So I'm going to pick one person from each team to go against each other. I'll, I'll say a question. I don't have a fancy buzzer. So just simply yell out the answer. Whoever yells out the one that's the highest first will get the answer or will get the control. And then you get three strikes. If you finish out, if you get the three strikes, the other team gets a chance to seal, just like Family Feud, essentially. So Is Jimmy right. Butler any of the answers? <laughs> J-Bo, all right. Well, listen, we're going to start it out just because she's calling herself out. Ashley and Mike. Let's get it on for question number one. The top five answers are on the board. Here we go. And we're looking for in all-time history, I'm looking for receivers with the most receiving yards. Mark Clayton. Mark Clayton. That is correct, Mike. Good job there. You get control. You and Mark. Uh, Mark, you got a you got a uh, answer for this one? Uh, for the most uh, receiving yards as a receiver? Yes, sir. All time. What was was he was number one, right? He was number two. Sorry about that. With eight thousand six hundred and forty-three yards. I'm going with super duper. Super duper. So I had it. I figured those were this would be the layup round because Mark Duper number one eight thousand eight hundred and sixty-nine. Mike, who else you got? A man, OJ McDuffie. OJ. Wondering, I forgot. I have somebody in the back now. I was trying to hit the buttons and something was going on. I forgot. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate that. Yes, OJ McDuffie. He is number five, five thousand seventy-four. Okay, my friend Mark, you got the next one? Um, I guess you gotta go with Paul Warfield. Paul Warfield. <laughs> Incorrect, Mike. You got number two, or excuse me, do you have the next answer? You're missing number three and number four, and you have two strikes remaining. God, this is tough. Um, is Tony Martin on there? Tony Martin. All right, Mark. Can you save the day here, or does the other team get a chance? Oh, I know one of them now. Son of a gun. Uh, came to me. Not more. Not more. By the hair of your chinny chin chin, Mike, you said you know that one. Well, I hope it wasn't that one because you got no, one it wasn't. remaining. Okay, who Chris is Chris Chambers? Chris, Chris Chambers. Chambers. Way to go, Mike. We I'm surprised Irving Fryer wasn't on that list. Yeah, yeah. Irving Fryer. Yeah, he had. He crossed my mind actually, but I don't think he was here long enough to get that many yards. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately not. All I just remember did. him having that big game uh, when Marino returned in the uh, '94. Uh, yeah, uh, the funny, funny story that was right before I went in the Marines, and it rained that day, and I actually smoked a bowl. Me and my buddy, and that we were in the double in the top section. We smoked a bowl. We were hanging out. And then people can't, and I, man, we saw the coolest offensive 
production from both sides it was so cool. Every every five seconds, it was like, oh my god, he's open! Oh my god, he's open! Boom, boom, boom! Amazing game to be at. Great story. All right, here we go. I'm I'm telling myself it's a great story. Let's go to <laughs> round number two. We're gonna go to running backs, and let's go to we got the bearded fanatic versus Mark coming up. All right, beard here we versus go. beard. I like it. We're going <laughs> we're going running backs, and we're looking for all time, looking for the the running backs with the most rushing TDs. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Bye bye, Ricky. He was number two on this list, number 48. Mike and Mark, you got it again. What do you got, Mike? Um, Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka. Zonka numero uno on the list with 53. All right, you need three, four, and five, Mark. Who else you got? I'm going to go for touchdown Ronnie Brown, I guess. Ronnie Brown. Downtown Ronnie Brown is right. Mike, you got two more on this list. Jim Kick on there? Jim Kick. Unfortunately, not on the list. All right, what about um, Mark? What you got? Oh, man. Keith Byers. Keith Byers. <laughs> he might be good at making snow angels, but might not be go so good at making touchdowns. No, just kidding. All right, looks and Mike, you got to save the day here. You got two left. Who you got? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Underrated player. He's actually very um, good for us. Underrated indeed. There is one last one, number five on this list. Mark, can you nail it? Oh man, I feel I feel like a fool right now, man. I mean, I would have loved to give this guy the ball with one yard to go, but I know he didn't get that many touchdowns. Lusaka polite. Lusaka polite. Mm. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Unfortunately, not correct. So, Ashley, you got Ashley and um, sorry, Frank. Manny and Frank. You guys can talk this out if you like, and if you guys can come up with a consensus answer. So, right. so I, I have I, two. I have two that I think it could be. I okay. want to. I want to hate on the commissioner real quick, guys, before we give our answers here. <laughs> Technically. He gave the number two answer, so should we, we should have been given the opportunity to give yeah, you the I number know, one I, answer. I know, I on the board, you know? He stole I that. What did us. I do? He stole what that did? from us, but it's okay. That's why I gave it to you guys, man. That's why. <laughs> I, got, got, I, got, I got two people who I think it could possibly be. Okay. okay. Mercury Morris oh. or Tony Nameson? I personally think it's Mercury Morris. Mercury. That's that's what I would have said, too. We're gonna, well, I think let, Mercury. We're going to go Mercury Morris. <laughs> job frank all right great it had, it had to be more it had to be mercury morris or tony nathan it was i just couldn't yeah it was true it, if i was on a different game show i would have a double sip <laughs> it's one to one so now we're going to enter the hard questions now now just kidding just going to test your dolphins 
uh, fanhood, if you will. Frank and Mike, you guys are up this time, and I'm looking for all-time winning percentage versus other franchises. Give me the top five that the Dolphins have the top winning percentage against. Oh, shoot. Mm. So teams that the Dolphins, like, beat up upon? Yes, sir. Throughout their history. Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. Frank nails it on the list. It's Frank. number. They are number five on this list. I'm sorry. I don't know who, who said it because I. Mike, uh, me. Mike, sorry, yeah, Mike. My bad. They get a chance to beat number five now, though. I had this. I had this. I had the uh, screen uh, miss. Well, that's okay. Uh, they were. They're 17 and 8. Seattle um, Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. These Dolphins always beat up on them. They did. Especially back in like in the uh, 70s and 80s. Well, not the 70s, but like in the 80s and 90s they did. Yeah. Back in the day. The Bengals, by the way, were 17 and 8 against the Bengals. So just used to beat them like a drum. I mean, yeah, it was bad. All right, what I, else? I, I don't think the Dolphins are like maybe like eight and two against the Seahawks. I, I have to look it up, Frank. I, I'll have to. Well, I'll look it up. While, maybe the guys in the back can look it up while we're going. All right, guys, what else you guys got for uh, your side? Can we say it? It's not. Well, who's who won? I think it was Mike won, didn't they? Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's, okay. it's all the fun. Anybody can guess. I mean, come on, let's just. <laughs> Oh, all right, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Ashley. What do you think? Yeah, take a I'm guess. I was going to say the Jets, just to say the Jets. Okay. <laughs> I no. but, Jets. but no, but no. I don't know. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I wasn't no, being that... serious. I just the Dolphins are like five hundred against the Jets. Yeah. The guy, I, the guys I think she just wanted to shit. Don't. I think she. I think she just wanted to shit on the Jets. I think that's, that's what. Yeah, it's that's, kind of like the what? Bills, where they I'll went to seventies. Check them yeah. out for the Yeah, because they went all the 70s and never lost them once. Yeah, right. never lost them for 10 straight years. All right, so Mike and Mark, let's go. What do you, what do you got? That's what you want to go is Buffalo? No, man. I mean, dude, look, we, we got – Yeah, we I got, know, it changed. Yeah, it'll change. The Buccaneers, I mean, they, we, we got to crush them all their life. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers – Mike, I'm going to give Mike the ultimate. He, he's oh, he, that's fine. I, Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one because it could be really. How about anybody. the Arizona um, Cardinals? That the, might be uh, on there too because we never yeah. lose to them. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on. Let's let's let Mark and Mike finish out, and then you guys can take your guess. All right. So you got one strike left, Mark and Mike. What else you got? Uh, I'll save that one for Frank. Let him say it. Um, I will go. Let's go, Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Oh, that they had they had a they had one already. I think the guys in the back. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. All right, let's go. Um, Frank, you guys get a chance to steal it here. What do you think? Uh, Cardinals, I would say, is a good choice. I, 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 I like your Cardinals, and I like the uh, St. Louis Rams as well. All right, which one do you guys want to roll with? I think they gave us both. Yeah. <laughs> out of control. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So that they, they actually were both on there. Rams actually are number one on the list. We're 12 and two against the Rams against the Cardinals. Number two, 10 and three Panthers, five and two 
Bears at number four at 10 and four. Like I said, the Bengals 17 and eight. We're in the wrong All conference. Right. Move us to the NFC. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. No kidding. You know, that was from back in the day, I guess, apparently. All right, let's go on. It's 2-1 here. Let's go. We're going to go Ashley and Mark. You guys are up. Let's keep that same Bring theme. it, Ash. Bring with, it, Ash. Let's bring that same theme with winning percentage, but let's go opposite. Top five answers on the board. Give me the teams. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Ten and six against the Hawks. You were right, Frank. They were up there, but just winning. I, know, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. You were pretty well. You were close. Good job. Especially I, we beat them 2018, 2012, 2016. Nice. So we're on a nice little streak, too. I love it. All right, so again, we're going with winning percentage, but we can go opposite way. Give me the teams, top five answers on the board that we have the worst winning percentage against. Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. Terrible. Off the jump, they are number one on this list. We are a horrible three and eight against Houston. All right. I think we're actually, I think we've actually uh, turned that around. We were, we were one and eight. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're on an upward trend. We're on an upward yeah. trend right now. A streak. I Those... quit gambling for three years because of that first game we played them. I, I said, no, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Those shysty Texans. All right, Mike, what else you got? I know we beat them a couple of years ago, but that was the first time I think in a while. San Francisco has to be up there. They, they always beat us. It seems the 49ers. I got you. I, they do. Got they you. didn't make the cut, but they uh, they do. They do beat us. I do agree. But um, all right, Mark, how about you, sir? What else you got? This is a lock right here. The Ravens. The Ravens. Mm. Not a lock in Got a couple. That was my guess. Come on, Mike. We want to steal Mike. We want to steal Mike. You probably got a lot of beat on this bone, Mike. What you got? Um, let's go with the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. You idiot. (laughs) New York Giants. Oh, that's terrible. I was gonna go New York. If you I think the, I think the Dolphins are like two and six against the Giants lifetime. Yeah, three and seven actually lifetime against the Giants. The Bucks actually they're five and seven against Chiefs thirteen and fifteen and Steelers twelve and thirteen. If and you, as uh, as the Ravens as the Texans were an upward trend, the Buccaneers are a wrongward trend. We were like yeah. uh, we were like five and one at one point against the Buccaneers. Nice, nice. Well, congratulations. We've been them in years. Frank, Ashley, and the Bearded Fanatic. Manny, you guys are tonight's winner. In fact, the first winner of our... And unfortunately, <laughs> as tradition on our show, then when there's a winner, Mike and Mark, there's always a loser. Uh, that's my fault. I- Dumbass. Dang
you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> you're on mute. mute. There it is. Sorry. I hope you guys had a good time tonight. That was a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys. Let's send you guys out and let you guys plug all the great latest stuff. Ashley, we'll start with you. Where can we find, follow, and get all your great stuff? Yeah, guys. 305 Sports Babe. I'm on Twitter. I have my own YouTube show, Bad Calls, Balls, and Brawls. I cover all South Florida sports. Hanging out with you guys, missing the Panthers game, but having a good time. And I heard the score is not too good, so it is a-okay. But um, <laughs> I got the show uh, every week. I also have a 305 Sports Travel plugging together some away Dolphins games. Also looking at maybe some Heat and Panthers games. Um, hopefully, you know, moving forward. But again, 305 Sports Babe on Twitter and all social media. Awesome. It was great having you. Bearded Fanatic, where can we find and follow you, my friend? At Bearded Fanatic on Twitter, uh, the Batter Fins Fans podcast on YouTube. Um, that is dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays from here on out. June 20th will be our first show back after a three-week hiatus. We'll, we'll go over our way too early season predictions. Obviously, some of you already heard what mines are going to be this year. Um, but yeah, follow me on there. Always giving ticket gi giveaways during the season. Got some roll one tickets that I usually give away down in the lower bowl. So tune in. Let's go. All right. Tune in, Finn fans. Want to get them tickets for sure. All right. Let's go to Mike. How about you, my friend? Where we can follow, subscribe, get all your great content. Yeah. Uh, just go to the website, dolphinstalk.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at dolphinstalk. Uh, check us out there. We have podcasts, at least one or two a week now in the off season. And once you get in season, we got them every day. And all the content news rumors, opinion columns, videos. We got all that stuff up on the website. Just go to dolphinstalk.com. You can check us out there. And we're also running our own um, fan of the year contest for people who have served or are serving in the military. So if you have served in the military um, awesome, or man. if you are actively serving, we are giving away a set of two tickets to whatever game you want to go to. Um, you get two tickets, a parking pass, and a $100 Visa gift card. So check out our our um, website's military fan of the year contest. We got all the stuff up on our website and on our Twitter feed as well. That's awesome. What an Mike. awesome well, yeah. What an awesome uh, giveaway. Make sure you go check out, subscribe, get everything in um, with all that great content and contests. Mark, how about you, my friend, where can you follow, get your great stuff. I have zero great content, but <laughs> find, find me at Facebook, NorCal Dolphin, and uh, occasionally upper session with a bull and with the commissioner. Nice. Love it. And guess what, Mark? That's not true. You just made some great content tonight, yeah. my friend. Frank the Tank, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great well, stuff? You can find me on uh, uh, Twitter, NJTank99. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram, NJTank1975, Barstool Sports, and of course, my YouTube channel, Frank the Tank Fleming. Trying to get the subscribers up, you can watch Raw Dog, and, uh, and then you can watch my rant on, um, on Francisco uh, Lindor. He's killing my fantasy team. He's killing my fantasy team. Limp yeah, he's killing me this year. Limp, you guys hit no, 230. His name is Francisco Limpdor. Yeah, I know. He's terrible this year. Frank has Frank has it all, my friends. Make sure you go follow and subscribe. Get all his great content as well. We appreciate you guys. I'm, I got my boys been hanging out in the back. We're going to bring them in, talk fantasy for Miami. We appreciate you guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Hope to see you again later on this season when we talk about the Super Bowl. See you later. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. 
get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our PickM contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread. Good girl. All right, we got the boys are back, finally in the wheelhouse, and we're going to talk some fantasy. Well, we're talking about Tua. Let's start with that QB position. I have Tua this year as my number six QB. Last season, he was fifth in yards, 11 in points per game. Um, he was number one, actually, in passer rating um, in yards per attempt and touchdown percentage as well. Um, he Tua lit it up last year, let's face it. We talked earlier about the injury. I brought it up also. The, the guy needed time to heal, period. He had the time to heal in this offseason. I believe big things are expected for the him and this offense. Tua now having a little bit of extra line help also that they made in the offseason. I like the moves they made. I like my I like Tua to have a great, great season, season this year. Although, again, every time I bring up Tua's name, everyone wants to bring up injury. But, again, there's a lot of quarterbacks with injury history that we don't necessarily bring that up for. So I think Tua is in line for a good season this year. Justin, we'll go to you, sir. What do you think? I got my QB 16. I think it's always something, you know, when you have good receivers, you tend to have good yards. But what does Tua bring to the table as far as a rusher? And then, you know, he has zero rushing upside. You have to have that to be a top 12 running or top 12 quarterback at this point. You also have to either have 5,000 yards passing or, you know, eight to 10 rushing touchdowns at a thousand yards, you know, you gotta, you gotta pick and Tua doesn't have either one of those. So for me, he's kind of on the outside. Doesn't mean that he's bad. It just means that I'd want him as my QB two in a super flex or in a QB one situation rather than the guy that I have to rely on every single time. And you say injury is not something we should really think about here, but I mean, everybody kind of saw him cringe on the field. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, Oh, Oof, I'm, I, I don't want that to happen again. Um, concussions are something that is, is, is not to be taken lightly for sure. Nick, how about you, my friend? Seventeenth, <laughs> uh, um, because he was because <laughs> yeah, he was contemplating retirement. Uh, dude, when your when your brains are freaking like scrambled eggs, and they and they troll you out there to play a game. And you shouldn't even be on the field. The Dolphins are the shadiest organization out there. They're under they're always under a microscope for, for doing he, he may retire. He he may retire before the end of the year. Oh my god, this guy. You coming on this show going off about the Dolphins, like bad organization? Like, come on now. Dude, they're now. shady. They're shady. Whatever. They're You're fine shady. all the time. They're all shady. Right. Let's go to the running back. <laughs> He's not even lying, though. He's not even lying. <laughs> yes, he is. 
He's a liar. I lost a first round pick this year. La, 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 la. Anyway, uh, let's go on to the running back position. <laughs> running back position, damn it. All right, Raheem Mostert played 16 games last year, sensationally. Um, actually, uh, it was a career year for him. Um, he had most career high in rushing attempts, 181. Rushing yards, 891. He had 31 receptions, 202 receiving yards. Uh, pan- fantasy points per PPR were 168.3. Um, he finishes RB25 um, in most formats, um, averaging about 10.5 games per season, but 31 years old now. You have Jeff Wilson. He's all, He only missed one game, but was only with them kind of half the season last year. Um, you know, he also played a lot during the wild card game um, as well. Obviously, we talked about A-Chain also um, coming on. Again, I don't know how much fantasy relevance he's going to have, but he is decent um, take in Dynasty and or a deep sleeper because you know, as we've just been talking about, with the injury history of Mostert, I know that he didn't get injured last year, but he is getting up there in age, and he does have history. Same with Jeff Wilson Jr. You could see the lone guy in A-Chain who apparently has a lot, a lot of speed. I haven't seen it myself. It's just what I've read, so when I say apparently, that's what I mean. But if Dalvin Cook comes in the mix, this all's for naught, and we're just talking for no reason. So that's pretty much what I got. I don't think I would invest a lot into any of them except for maybe A-Chain in Dynasty. Uh, but I got Mostert 40, Wilson 42, and A-Chain 58. Nick, how about you? Uh, I have Wilson at 41. I have Mostert at 47. And A-Chain uh, 51. I think he's probably going to be your your best bet. But the the guess the best running back the Dolphins will have will be my 16th running back ranked and that's Dalvin Cook. Uh, I just sent you guys a text. He's very very close or he is uh, re- reportedly signing with with Miami. They should go out and get him because if they had all three of those backs together that equals one Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I mean, it's a true story. All right, Justin, what do you say? Um so you guys are San Francisco South um you have all these running backs that nobody's gonna care about until waiver wires come around uh my reality is i got uh jeff wilson 31 raheem mostert 40 and a chain 67 i don't like a chain as the prospect fast guys don't make it too long in this league unless they weigh 200 pounds um and then you know dalvin cook i kind of agree with nick dalvin cook is a top 24 running back if he's in miami Miami loves to do the zone run just like San Francisco does. And I think he can really thrive in that system. San Francisco South, he said. What are you? So are you going to try trying to say you're a Dolphins fan this year? Is that what hey, you're bro, to say? I went to the thrift shop to find the most flamboyant shit for this show. <laughs> well, yep, that's fantasy that's, Jesus uh, popping tags over there. Not as flamboyant as you get. All right, let's go on to the real meat potatoes of Coca-Cola, the man. Product placement. <laughs> Sponsor us, Coca Cola. Let's go. <laughs> The, let's go to the meat, real meat and potatoes of this uh, fantasy roster for the Dolphins and the receiving core. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, um, he was number three in fantasy points per game last year. Nasty. I mean, there's not much else to be said. He led the league in deep targets while scoring nine touchdowns, uh, which is fourth in the league. Um, he was 31.6 target share 
Um, obviously, Jalen Waddle right below him, um, and he finished as receiver number 12, um, and he was very efficient um, with his catches as well. So Jalen Waddle, I have at 11. I got Tyree Kill at 4. You know, your guess for your number three guy is as good as me, although you did see last year um, some guys that popped in from week to week. Um, uh, Rivercraft actually was one of the guys that would brought up with they, you know, he's not on the roster anymore. So who knows who that guy could be Braxton Berrios even never know who that third option might be (laughs) for the Dolphins. I'm just saying, just saying all about the U. All right, guys, let's go to, uh, let's go to Justin on this one. What do you think of the Dolphins receiving for? Yeah, it's, it's Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and everybody else can go run laps around the field, uh, for all. (laughs) Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's still my number four. I mean, you just can't beat what he brings to the table as far as speed. Um, he showed last year that he just doesn't have a guy to just go up and get it. Like, he can freaking take a short slant and take it straight to the house, just like we predicted he was going to be, because Tua is a lot different than Patrick Mahomes. That being said, he could still throw it up there, but it's just not that constant. Every single play can be a 40-yard play. Um, and then Jalen Waddle. So this is the only duo that I have in the top 12. So I'm predicting both these guys are wide receiver ones. And I would not be surprised if Waddle is even higher than 10. Waddle is a dynamic player, and he's going to be the perfect substitute for whenever Tyreek decides to retire to just be that next guy for the next five to 10 years. I think uh, two guys that are cut from the same cloth. And if you're in fantasy, you want – one or both of these guys and you're okay with it because they're both going to give you a lot of points i'm going to write this down you don't like Tua, but you have two of his receivers in the top 12 got it all right nick what do you say sir uh i pretty much what have last just... year? what was to his finish last year he was 11th last year so I, I think barely. I'm just, just I'm, make, I'm making that up. Actually, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look smart. All right, Nick, what do you say, sir? I I pretty much have what you guys have. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. It really is weird. We believe in the receivers, but we don't believe in the quarterback. It's weird. He was, 15, but it's true. Man. But it's true. I'm just saying. I'm I know saying. you're just saying. Stranger right, so- things have happened. So we don't need to go over the tight end position right now because honestly, one. like anyone, anyone, anyone here that could sit here and say Tyler Croft or I'm Smythe or Elijah Higgins, anyone's going to step up is totally guessing. Nobody knows. We'll see when the season starts. And then defensively, I'll just say I would definitely take a flyer on this Dolphin defense. Definitely going to make some plays. Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard got some great playmakers up front with Bradley Chubb. Definitely like the Dolphins as a great defense this year. I got them ranked number nine. Do you guys have anything on the defense? Uh, just to add what – I can't remember which guest said it, that uh, Vic Fangio's defense never fell below five. So, if any time he's, he's leading a, a defense, you got to pick that one up. Don't no matter the schedule. Even when Vic Fangio was leading the Broncos to irrelevance – uh, that defense the defense was, was there. Good. Yeah. yeah. So I think I have to agree with Nick on that one. Yeah, 100%. Like I said, the Dolphins, um, you know, the additions of the defensive coordinator of Vic Fangio, Jalen Ramsey, like I said, the playmakers up front, um, there's going to be some excitement and some plays made. 
defensively by this Dolphin defense. So if this offense can do its thing, oh boy, watch out for America's team, the Miami Dolphins. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, we appreciate you. That's really loud, my bad. We appreciate you guys coming out and joining us tonight for the Miami Dolphins Summer Tour on Wednesday. We'll be picking it back up, going to the New York stinky, nasty, disgusting Jets. After that, we got the Patriots and then the Bills. Make sure you check us out. Hit that subscribe button and the notification button. We appreciate you and we... Are out. It's been a while, so I forget. I forgot all the buttons I gotta push. All right, we appreciate you. We're out. <laughs>